So this podcast is all about what a pour over will is and when it's used and what it's used for. So, hey again, everybody, Paul Rabelais here. Happy to be here on the podcast and want to want to discuss a, it's a question we get often. What's a pour over will and do I need one? And before I get into it, though, I need to tell you about a, an older gentleman who was having some hearing problems and he went to go see an ear specialist. So the doctor fitted him with some nice hearing aids that brought his hearing back to full strength. And then after a few weeks, the man came back to make sure the new equipment was working with, working the right way, which it was. So the hearing specialist, um, she asked him or she told him, she said, you know what? It all seems perfect now. Your family should be delighted that you can hear everything now. And the man responded, oh, no, I haven't told any of them. I just sit quietly listening care- carefully and I've changed my will four times. All right, so uh, the pour over will, uh, a lot of confusion about that. So the way I'm gonna go through it here is start with the basics. Some people leave what they have to their heirs, to their family through what I call a will-based plan or last will and testament-based plan where they leave everything in their name, they have their will, which disposes of what they have. When they pass away, they name an executor of the will. And then when they pass away, all of the participants or all of the heirs um, all go through a, a court proceeding together where the you know assets are frozen and lawyers are hired and a judge oversees the administration and transfer of the assets to the ultimate heirs and um, so there's a lot involved in that so some people to avoid putting their you know all of their heirs through that along with the delays and costs that are involved in that some people set up a trust-based plan so the trust really replaces the will and the trust says who gets what when the person who set up the trust, often called a settlor, when the settlor dies. During the settlor's lifetime, assets of the settlor are retitled from the settlor's name to the trust name. And so when the person dies, um, typically the succession doesn't um, get involved when assets are in a trust. Uh, the trust really controls everything. And there's a, a trustee or often called a successor trustee who's appointed to disperse assets out of the trust to what's called the beneficiaries of the trust or the principal beneficiaries of the trust. And all that's done outside of any kind of court proceedings. So you've got your will-based plan and you've got your trust-based plan. And which one is right for you is a topic for another podcast but for people who have a trust-based plan, you know, they'll transfer their home and their property and their investments in their trust. And sometimes either intentionally or unintentionally, assets won't be transferred to their trust or won't be titled in the name of the trust um, prior to the death of the person who set up the trust. And we often call that the trust isn't fully funded. So the person dies and let's say, for example, their home and their investment account and their CDs are in their trust. 
but their United States savings bonds and a piece of property that they bought later but didn't buy it in the name of the trust and an investment account that they opened after they set up their trust and didn't open the account in the name of the trust. All that was still in their name when they died. Well, the trust governs the assets that are titled in the name of the trust and the person died and there's assets still in his name. So that's where the pour over wheel comes into play. The gentleman, when he signed his trust, he would have likely signed a pour over wheel. That pour over wheel says, says something to the effect of if I die and there's any assets in my name when I die, I direct that those assets be poured over or transferred into my trust. So when the trust is fully funded, the pour over will never really needs to be used because nothing needs to be transferred from the name of the person who died into their trust. But when there are assets still in the name of the person who died, we have to probate the will and get those assets transferred into the trust. So the pour over will is used in conjunction with, with a trust based plan. Um, it, it is utilized when the settlor or the person who sets up the trust either intentionally or unintentionally has assets in his or her name when he dies and the will directs that those assets be transferred to the trust. Now, if there is no will, and sometimes people say, well, if I have a trust, I don't really need a will. Well, if that's the case and a person dies and there are some assets titled in their personal name, then if they don't have a will, then that state intestate law will dictate how that goes. And sometimes, oftentimes, that's different than what the trust dictates. So it's really important to have that safety net. So even if you're using a trust to direct where your trust assets go when you die, you need to have that safety net, that pour over last will and testament, so that if there's assets still in your name when you pass away, they get poured over. Now the probate is necessary to do that as to those assets, and those assets get poured over into the trust for the trustee to disperse. So a little bit of extra analysis on that. Um, ha I've handled uh, several of those. And you know, a lot of people, they set up a trust because um, maybe they have um, difficult family relationships and they wanna keep all those family members you know, out of the court system because the stresses and the problems just get exaggerated when everybody's go through, gotta go through a court process together. So when we find that someone has a trust and assets are in their trust and then they have a pour over will, they very likely named the same person as the successor trustee of the trust and the executor of the will and really the only heir or what's called legatee of the will is the trust. And so really it only takes that one person is, is the only participant in that probate proceeding. All of the other potential beneficiaries of the trust um, are not participants to that probate proceeding. So um, it makes it easier to get that probate done. That, that one executor is a participant in the probate. The one heir or legatee the trustee of the trust, same person as the executor, can go through the entire
probate proceeding alone because um, they're the one in charge of the probate proceeding and they as trustee are, the, are, are how things are going to get retitled. And then once, um, once that's done and assets are all poured into the trust, then the trustee outside of any necessary court intervention can simply disperse the trust assets to the beneficiaries. So um, even if the probate is required because there was a trust and, a, and assets still in the name of the deceased, oftentimes the probate is easier to accomplish because there's fewer people, so it can go a lot quicker and with a lot less hassle and without having to get lots of people to cooperate and sign off on different things from time to time. So there you have it, the pour over will. Um, when somebody has a trust-based plan, it's just an automatic, whether it gets used or not is another story, depends on how assets are titled at the, at the uh, time of death of the person who set all this up. So hope that helps. Y'all have a great day.